Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, pastor at St. Dominic's in Youngstown. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Great to be with you, Tim. It's great to have you here again. Uh, Today we're going to move to Section 4 in the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it's titled How We Should Pray, and we're going to talk about prayer in the Christian life, how to pray, the gift of God's presence, the sources of prayer, the way of prayer, and finally the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. So the UCAT starts off Section uh, 1 of Part 4 of Prayer in the Christian Life. What is prayer? Yeah, this is this is the most important section of the catechism, I would say. You know, the, the catechism is divided into four parts. The first part is on the creed, the second part is on the sacraments, the third part is on the moral life, and the fourth part is on prayer. And it's specifically set up that way so that everything leads to prayer. Everything that goes on in our life, everything that we think, Everything we feel, everything we experience is meant to lead us to prayer. Um, And, you know, people find it hard to pray sometimes. They're distracted, their minds are racing, they're busy, and sometimes even laziness is the reason, you know, that people don't pray. Um, But there's all kinds of reasons that people may have a hard time to pray. And But prayer has to do with our relationship with God. Basically, prayer is conversing with God um, as as you and I converse here in the studio. Um, and so prayer is our... Con- and the Ten Commandments, so the first section of the Catechism is on the Creed. Well, we have to know who we're conversing with. We And so God reveals himself. And the Creed... Uh, is sort of a summary of who God is. And as we reflect on the truths of our faith about who God is and who Jesus Christ is, our Lord and Savior, and what he has done and who we are, uh, then we can now enter into a real conversation because we know who we're talking to. And then the second part of the catechism, the sacraments. We need the grace of the sacraments if we're going to be friends with God if we're going to have if we're going to have real interaction with him uh, because only the grace of the sacraments makes us children of God only the grace of the sacraments makes us friends of God only the grace of the sacraments allows us to converse with God as uh, you and I converse here in the studio and then the third part the moral life The moral life has as its purpose to disencumber us, to free us, to to free us from the things of this world so that we can concentrate on the things of heaven, the things of God. Uh, One of the things that makes it difficult to pray is that our own sins, our own disordered desires, uh, 
all the stuff that's going on in our hearts because God is truth and in order to converse with God in prayer we need to live the truth we need to be to to dis- disengage ourselves from anything that is a lie uh, either in word or deed to uh, disencumber ourselves from the things of this world that drag us down and so the Ten Commandments are meant to free our hearts so that we can converse with God which is prayer now I'm assuming when you say converse it means more than just us talking to God right I mean it's yeah. a two way street it's a two way street he speaks to us we speak to him and, and and as far as the second part, it's it's only recently that I've realized that my whole life, when I've prayed, it's almost exclusively me talking to God. And what I've learned as I've gotten older and, and hopefully a little wiser is I have to listen to what God is saying to me. And uh, I've been doing uh, holy hours. We, we're blessed with perpetual adoration at Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, Catholic Church in Wadsworth. And when I do a holy hour, it's so quiet and peaceful in there. And instead of me babbling or me doing all the talking, I'm learning as I get older to be quiet, to quiet my mind from all the distractions, and to listen. Because I've read in more than one place that the only way God can talk to us is in silence. Because otherwise we won't be able to hear his soft and gentle voice. So... When, we, when you're saying converse, it's not just us telling God all the stuff that we need or all the intentions for our loved ones who are struggling in one way or the other, or whatever our, our petitions are, but it's also listening. Prayer is listening to what God has to say through his word and through his church, but also in prayer. When we talk to God, he already knows what is in our hearts. So for me... I've had to learn how to keep my big mouth shut and listen. Yeah, that's why, I mean, that listening part, that how hard, how difficult it is, you know. This is why contemplation and meditation is so important. This is why studying the truths of our faith is so important. This is why spending time uh, in church is so important. Um, because we need to listen, as you point out, to what God is saying. We need to tell him how, how we feel. I mean, he already knows how we feel, but we need to tell him how we feel. Uh, we need to, you know, and we can go at any time of the day, we can go into a church in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and we can spill our hearts out to Jesus. And if we're feeling sad, we can cry in front of him and, and ask him, you know, to help us. Ask him, what, why? Why? Why is this happening? If we're happy, we go in front of the Blessed Sacrament, we spend time just telling Jesus how happy we are and thank him for that. Um, so, uh, But your point is well taken, to spend time with him, because prayer is about talking to a friend, to someone who is in the same room with you. And uh, and that involves talking, but it also involves listening. And, and that's really what prayer is about. Um, and, of course... It means having a real, it means living the truth, because our friend Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So it means living the truth. So we have to live the truth. We can't live a lie and think that we will have fruitful prayer. Um, And of course, again, 
uh, it means going to the sacraments, the sacrament of confession, so that we can live the truth, so that we can apologize for the bad things we've done and and be forgiven and receive the strength we need. Uh, and so we can live a true relationship because prayer involves having a real relationship with the Lord. And that's all he really wants. He loves us, but of our own free will, the only thing he really wants is for us to love him back, to respond in kind. And, and really, I mean, think about it. What are we doing that's so important that we can't stop doing it and pray? I mean, why, why, ha- why do we allow the world to dictate how we think and how we feel? When the world doesn't love us, the world uses us and spits us out. God loves us. Why not let God dictate how you feel and how you're going to think and how you're going to live your life? He loves you more than, you know, Madison Avenue advertisers love you, more than, you know, the, the mainstream media in Hollywood love you. Uh, so prayer is a way of letting God run, dictate the rhythm of our lives rather than the opportunists of the world. That's a great point, Father. I, I never really thought of it that way. And probably a lot of the negative stuff we get through the media is being controlled by the evil one himself. So again, he's trying to accomplish his goal of stealing our souls for all eternity. And if he can confuse us enough, it could work. But if we take the time to spend time in prayer, like you, I like how you put that, let God dictate the rhythm of our life, not the radio or the computer or the TV or any of the other media outlets. We need to quietly spend time with God so that we can hear what he wants of us. What What is it you want me to do, Lord? What is your will for my life? Exactly. You know, if it's it's a matter of who do we want to be friends with? Do we want to be friends with God or friends with the world? It's your choice. If you want to be friends with the world, okay, but you know, you're going to fall into cynicism and despair. But if you're friends with God, you will always have hope. You will always know who you are and in the midst of a world, in the midst of the turmoil and suffering and sadness and strife of the world, if you're friends with God, you will always know who you are and who God is and where you're going. So the, the catechism in question 474 asks, how did Jesus learn how to pray? Uh, very good. Well, Jesus, of course, I mean, he's the uh, second person of the Blessed Trinity. He's hypostatically united uh, to the, to, uh, in his humanity. He's hypostatically united to the divine nature. So uh, he is both God and man, fully God and fully man. So in one sense, uh, he, well, he definitely enjoys the beatific vision. So in one sense, he's always in heaven. He is always is in heaven. And um, he prays. Uh, his prayer to God is the prayer, is the, the conversation of the Trinity itself, the interiority of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But as man... He learns how to pray, and he learned how to pray the Blessed Mother, of course, Mary, who teaches us how to pray. Mary is our mother, too. She teaches us how to pray. Look, at a mother is the first teacher of her child uh, in the ways of the faith. 
So, uh, and then from experience, experiencing virtuous experience of human life, not just experience of human life, but virtuous experience of human life is a great source of learning how to pray, practicing the virtues, living the truth, following the commandments. That's, that's a great way, a source of learning how to pray. So could, could you just spend 20 seconds and, and tell us again what the virtues are? Sure. The virtues, we talk about the virtues, the four cardinal virtues or the moral virtues of prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. And then we talk about the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. Prudence is an intellectual virtue. It shapes our minds so that we will always know the truth. And so we will always know the right thing to do in any given situation and have the ability to do it. Uh, justice shapes our our choosing faculty, our wills, so that we always choose what is good. Temperance regulates, moderates our desires. Courage, of course, uh, dictates our uh, our passions. Um, and uh, these virtues, and then faith, hope, and love, and these are interior dispositions that shape us to do what is good, to seek the truth, to know the truth, to love the truth, to do what is to choose the good with facility and ease. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Greg Maturi on Faith with Father here at Living Bread Radio. This has been Tim Perry reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.